Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female, you may ask? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She constantly strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony, but knows that it requires being true to your priorities and what makes you happy. She is never complacent about striving for better and always nurtures the relationships with the people in her life. So let's get started. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, Episode 32. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Courtney Johnston. Courtney is the founder and copywriter at the Rule Breakers Club, where she teaches entrepreneurs how to sell their products and services with words. She's been featured on Inc.com, Creative Live, and the Huffington Post. You can learn about her rainbow sales method for free at rulebreakersclub.com forward slash rainbow. And if you have already joined the Live Like an Alpha Female Challenge, that entire page was created with her sales page kit. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Oh, thanks for having me. Great intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to get you. I've been watching you on Periscope and just diving into your sales page stuff, so I couldn't wait to get you on the show. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just as excited as you are. So when I first sent you the definition of what I believe an alpha female is, what did you like about it or dislike and how do you identify with being one? Yeah. Oh, what a good question. So I think that I, I realized I'm like, I'm kind of half and half maybe. Mm, okay. Like, I think that I'm a very alpha female in that I, I really resonate with women who, for example, I, I haven't always, I guess I'm going to say the opposite. I haven't always resonated with the feeling that um, I'm always putting other people first and I never give to myself and all these things that women always say are true about all other women. And I'm like, I don't feel like that. Am I not a woman? Like, is that, is there with me? Um, because I've just always had this sense to uh, do what I felt like doing. And I'm fine with saying no to people. I have no problem with that. Um, and yeah, so a lot of those things never really resonated with me, which is why I think I, I do resonate with being more of an alpha female. Um, I don't feel nervous uh, doing business with men or talking to men about uh, negotiations and other topics. I have no problem speaking my mind and sharing my opinions. Um, but I think on the other side, that there's a lot of areas of my life where I am very low key. Like I'm just, uh, I go with the flow and it's all about joy and pleasure and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think it's about though defining what makes you happy and what's right for you. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's totally part of the definition. Like once you identify what your priorities are and your core values and you stick to them, like that is what being an alpha female embodies. Um, Right. And I always tried to work into the definition, like we still want to take care of others. Like we want to build up the relationships in our life, 
but put ourselves first, and that's just a balance of priorities. Or, as we like to say now, harmony. Siobhan John totally changed my definition. I had her on the show earlier this season, and she's like, stop calling it balance. It's work-life harmony. So, honestly. It is actually, it's, it creates a whole different visualization in your head when you use that word. Words are very powerful, obviously. I Yes, copywriter. I <laughs> yeah. No, it, it makes, it's, it's all about what it makes people feel and picture. Like, what is the picture that they have? Balance has this feeling of like, I've got this and then this is tipping this the other way. But harmony feels like everything happening at once mm-hmm. and creating just this beautiful picture, sound, or symphony. So mm-hmm. not so much like it, it feels way less um, difficult. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend asked me to, he's like, I don't get it. You need to define balance and harmony for me. Like you, you've named it and it's resonating with people, but why do you think it's resonating with people? And I'm like, well, the first time I think of harmony, like I think of a song and I think of how everyone in a choir has a different part to play. And that's the same thing with your work in your life. And every single aspect kind of needs to flow together to sound beautiful. So um, I love that harmony for me is just life and work flowing together um, much better than it has in the past. What does your current work-life harmony look like? Yeah, I think I... I'm definitely a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I love what I do. I have no problem with being a workaholic. I probably always will be. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to change that. But I do think that um, it can get to a point where I'm really excited and enthusiastic about things. But then after, if I you know, don't take a weekend for a couple of weeks or something like that, I do get to a point where I, I, I get to a dark place. <laughs> so... Um, this happened to me last week, to be totally honest. So I just, I got to a place where I was like, I feel empty and I, I know now I need to, there's some other part of my life I need to, uh, focus on. So I try not to be hard on myself. I try to be nice to myself. If I feel like working a lot, I let myself work a lot, but being in my relationship with my boyfriend, that helps me a lot to nurture some of the other aspects of my life because, you know, obviously he wants to spend time with me. He works a lot. He has a couple of jobs. He, um, you know, is taking classes, doing all kinds of stuff. So our time together is somewhat limited. So when he's around, I try to be a hundred percent focused on him and that helps me to create that other place in my life, that other sort of thing. And I, and I guess those are my two main focuses then is my work and, my relationship and, and obviously, um, you know, getting out, um, I have like very minimal requirements for myself in terms of that. So I try to get out of the house once per day. That's like my (laughs) big, huge goal. I fail a lot at it. Uh, This is because you are an entrepreneur and you work for yourself. Yeah. And I work at home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wear sweatpants and, (laughs) um, and so, but I'm an extrovert and I need to get out. But again, because I'm a workaholic, sometimes I'm like, no, let's just sit here and, you know, hunker down and, and get some stuff done. So just things like getting out of the house once per day. I try to go to an event once a week. And then we try to take some kind of trip every couple of months, whether it's a weekend to New York City or um, we might come to Ottawa, actually, in, a, in, um, in about a month. And then... Uh, 
or taking an actual vacation, you know, doing something really relaxing for a longer period of time. Okay. So we're recording this in May and this is going live in August. So we may have already met in person. <laughs> we before might have. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love that you're talking about like actually getting out of the house because I have a lot of entrepreneurs on and they, they talk about balance, but I don't think everyone's being completely honest with me in terms of like how they're scheduling their day. And I totally get that it requires like being full in when you own your own business. But I love when people say like, I'm actually trying to implement this. So I do have that like fresh air in my day or just change of uh, like just change of place that so the brain kind yeah. of switches gears. Exactly. To me, that's totally it. Is it actually helps you in your work to, mm-hmm. to nourish those other, those other pieces of you. Awesome. So what would you say you're most passionate about? You know, I'm... This has been a really big question for me lately. Um, I think that I am most passionate about connecting with other people and inspiring them to take action on something that they are not doing. Maybe they they know they need to do it, or maybe they're investigating an idea, um, or they're just feeling a lot of self doubt. I just I do. I think my superpower is is resonating with people on just a really real level. I think this is why I'm good at, at copywriting is because I can really empathize with people, show them, okay, I understand I understand how you feel because I really do. I really do understand how they feel. And then to show them, all right, but this is what you need to do. You need to, you know, get up and move. And I'm really good at like those inspirational locker room like <laughs> speeches. <laughs> like that is my jam right there. So I don't know. I think that's, I want to do more of that in my work now. I'm actually starting to do a little bit more writing around, um, you know, productivity and what it's really like to run a business and, you know, entrepreneur happiness and well-being and things like that. Because um, as an entrepreneur or as a workaholic or as anyone who's really passionate, it's easy to fall into a trap of being obsessive about things and then, and, and then it can really make you unhappy. So it's a double-edged sword, right? Hmm. Something I love about you, and I don't know if this falls into like the, you know, kicking people into action, but you're really good at getting people to stop being vague. And <laughs> yeah. like people, some people can be very like top level um, or high level idea wise, and you get people to drill down. And I think that's also one of your passions, whether or not you see it, but you like, you're so good at telling people like, no, drill deeper. Like, no, what is the reason behind that? I think that, um, in terms of writing specifically with writing, it's necessary from a technical standpoint. And then on a bigger level with someone having a conversation, I never take something someone says at surface level. I'm always trying to say, what are you really trying to say? Because I think that we often just say things because they're, I don't know, they're phrases that we've practiced our whole lives. Or And I like to go deeper with people. I want to know the truth. I want to know what's really going on. And I think those conversations are really refreshing. And I think it's why when you get specific in your business or with your product or what you're offering or whatever it is, it's refreshing to people to see that you're being really clear and specific and tangible about it and not um, saying the same thing as everyone else has been saying forever. Mm -hmm. I love it. So for the listeners of the show, before the Alpha Female podcast was developed, my former coworker had been calling me an alpha female for a while, and I had a pretty good definition. It was a couple sentences long, but I showed up on one of your periscopes last year, and you're like, I don't know what that means. 
you need to drill. <laughs> you need to drill deeper. And at the Sounds same like time, that. I was receiving a lot of negative feedback uh, in the world of online trolls about like, why does she call herself an alpha female? Like, what is that? And I was like, oh, okay, I can totally do a better job of describing what this term means to me, that it's not just applicable to me. I'm going to celebrate other women. So the definition got drilled down more specific, got created by, with a bunch of feedback from other alpha females, and it developed. So you and online trolls inspired this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> me and the trolls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we had so much in common. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into how you take care of yourself because – entrepreneurs, alpha females, workaholics, all of those terms, we need to take care of ourselves so that we can be epic. So what do you do kind of on a daily basis to keep your immune system boosted? I think the, the biggest thing that I do, generally speaking, is I try to be nice to myself. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of overarching. It's not really a daily basis thing. I don't have a specific practice, but I try to just, um, in everything that I do, is allow myself to do what I feel like doing. And I find that if I do that, I end up making good choices. Like rather than telling myself, I have to eat this or I have to do this, or, I have to sleep this much or I have to go to bed at this time or I have to drink this much or, you know, it's more about, hmm, does that actually feel good right now? And normally it actually does feel good. And that when I rebel against, you know, I want to eat more sweets or something like that, it's because I'm, telling myself I can't have them. Mm. So, so more specifically to your question, I think on a daily basis, um, I, first of all, I sleep eight hours every single night or more. I mm -hmm. always have, I never pulled an all nighter. I pulled one all nighter in college and it was the worst decision of my life. I've never understood that desire to do that. Um, I've always just intrinsically seen the value of sleeping. So I would say the simple things for me are sleeping, drinking water and like herbal tea all throughout the day because I also drink coffee so I've got to <laughs> also <laughs> balance. balance that up um and then uh and that's my th I love coffee right I don't think there's really a lot of value in the coffee it's not even the caffeine I just like it so I don't tell myself I can't have it and uh and then uh I also just I eat very simple healthy meals like I don't we go to the big open market. I live next to the biggest open air market in Montreal. We walk over there every week or two and fill up on fruits and vegetables. I I don't know. I don't eat a lot of processed stuff. I just, yeah, simple salads. I, I eat salads all the time. I'm a salad freak. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Other than getting up and getting out of your house, uh, what does your weekly fitness routine look like? Okay, so this is the one where I'm a little bit like, I'm a little bit the opposite. When I was growing up, I was a figure skater. I figure skated competitively for about eight years. I did synchronized skating and I, I was on Team USA and I traveled to Switzerland and competed and like did crazy stuff. And it was very intense. I mean, we practiced every single day. I had, was on a regimen. I, you know, I pretty much ate whatever I wanted because I was burning so many calories. It didn't matter. But when I was in high school, I was always skating. So when I quit, I was like, I never want to have to do something like that ever again. Like I, like the regiment, you know, the regimen. Yeah. So I like being active and I've, you know, since then I've run two half marathons. I've worked out, I've done yoga, I've done all kinds of stuff, but I've really just let myself do what's fun for me. And then I think the biggest thing was when I finished 
uh, at university, I moved to France for a change. What I learned in France was that you don't have to do things in extremes to be healthy. A lot of times it's about just doing more naturally throughout the day. So rather than like sitting at a computer all day and not moving at all and then running three miles, I try to stand up, do a standing desk for a bit or move around more. I walk around a lot because I live in the city, so I walk everywhere. So it's about adding more movement. And then when I want, I have a gym membership and I love to go to yoga. So when I want to do those things, I'll add those things in, but I try not to force myself to do anything specific. No, and I like that. And you're actually probably more in the majority in terms of everyone that I've interviewed. It seems like in many later phases of life, like even from the women in like I interviewed Mia Voss in her 50s and most of the women that I'm interviewing are in their 30s. And it's like I did the hardcore stuff and now I'm ready to be nicer to myself. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it seems it seems to be a theme. I still I have had some like hardcore fitness competitors on the show who are still regimented and need that routine. But I would say like alpha females are kind of in both camps. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> And it's funny, whenever I ask the question, like, how do you challenge yourself fitness-wise, those are trying, who are trying to be nicer to their bodies are like, oh, I guess that is a challenge. Like I'm, like, I'm challenging myself to actually just think about, like, how do I want to incorporate movement in my life? So do you kind of still challenge yourself fitness-wise? Um, yeah. Or is it more like challenge yourself to bring in fun? Fitness-wise, I think I like what you said earlier about how a lot of people who are trying to be nice at nicer to themselves. It's actually the challenge to do that. And I think that's part of it. And then I think another part of it is that I try to give myself like really many minimum goals. So for example, I had this goal for a while of just showing up to the gym. Like I didn't even have to exercise. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just was like, if I get my feet into the door I mean, I will feel really stupid if I turn around and go back home, but <laughs> I was goal... like, are you waving at the front staff and walking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I would like go into, I had to like go into the locker room, but I'm not going to like do all that and then not do anything. Right. I mean, I'm like, okay, I guess I, I'll get on the treadmill. I'll get on the treadmill. Then it's like, okay, I guess I'll do a mile. Right. And so at least you've done something and it just makes it, it chunks it down to make it so much more manageable, especially for someone like me. I tend to get really overwhelmed very easily. I start to be like, oh my God, and I have to do that and I have to do that. And and, and so by just saying, oh, I just have to show up. I just have to get there. <laughs> I end up exercising when I wouldn't have anyway. Yeah. This is so weird that we're having this conversation because I'm being challenged to be nicer to myself because I do so much to take care of myself. And many of my listeners know that I live with multiple sclerosis. And so I have kind of a set schedule of holistic ways that I take care of myself. And sometimes it's super overwhelming and I'm like, holy crap, like there's just so much stuff. And I don't know how to be nicer to myself when I like forget to take my supplements or I don't have my Epsom salt bath. So I love hearing this because it's just kind of reinforcing something that I'm dealing with today in this moment. So it's yeah, like and the, slightly awesome. The, your mindset of when you're doing stuff is just as important as the thing you're doing. So, um, you know, if so something could be really helpful, but if, it's done with a very like, I have to do this, I have to do this. You know, obviously, you have to take certain medications and you have to do certain things. But um, yeah, I think just finding the joy in as many things as you possibly can is, mm -hmm. is a good mindset. The podcaster Jess Lively always talks about, like she hates the word self-care and she calls things like self-care pleasure in her life. 
So she's like, drinking tea is pleasurable for me. And it's like, it's just reframing it. And again, it's choosing a different word. I mean, there's been studies that show that if someone thinks that um, if they see eating a square of dark chocolate as, and I think that's what, what it was in the study, as as a guilty pleasure or as a pleasure versus something they deserve, like I deserve this, I have to have this. And I mean that in that kind of sense, not of like um, a guilty pleasure, like they feel guilty about it, but they re- really see it as a luxury, mm-hmm. that they actually end up eating less calories in the day in general. Mm-hmm. And because it's like, it's like I had that amazing luxury of that square of dark chocolate and then you don't feel like you have to indulge in other things, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to pull no. too much out of that study, but it's very interesting. Yeah. And it's the same with the premise of like intuitive eating and allowing yourself to have things that you would normally deprive yourself. Um, it really has no effect on mostly like for me, and I'll use myself as an example, so I'm not generalizing, but like if I choose to have ice cream, my weight does not fluctuate because I've allowed myself to have like coconut ice cream which is high in sugar, but I'll do it after a workout and I'm not depriving myself. So I feel amazing and I'm treating myself instead of treating it as like a cheat meal. I hate the word cheat meal. I'm I, so I, yeah. It's just it's all this shame and like, it's like, it's, you know what? <laughs> a, a bowl of ice cream is not going to kill you unless yeah. you're severely allergic to dairy. <laughs> yeah. Or eating gallons of it. Um, okay. So now that we're on the, the whole food thing, how do you nourish yourself daily or weekly? I am not, um, and I think this is just a theme for me. I am not like hyper, um, focused on, like, I don't have like a meal plan. I don't have like a diet I follow. I don't have any kind of like rules or regimen or anything like that. It's kind of just, um, I eat simple meals. I mean, I I normally find a few things I really like, a few simple meals, and I just put those things on rotation like again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I could literally eat salad every day for the rest of my life. And yeah. Are you a kale junkie or a spinach junkie? I love both. I okay. like kale, spinach, <laughs> green lettuce, romaine, like throw it all in there. Um, you know, like I, I love a big farmer salad with like some – potatoes and corn and beets and like I just like a big delicious salad (laughs) okay that's my kind of thing and then um you know I I also am all about you know efficiency and I I don't I like to cook a little bit but I don't like things that take a lot of time so I like to make smoothies and I have a juicer though I hate cleaning it so I don't use it that much um (laughs) I'm I'm just I'm lazy right so um, and I like just simple meals that, you know, like rice with eggs and Ezekiel toast or something like that. So, okay. Yeah. And that's an interesting mix. My, my new thing is that I'll make the juice in the house and then I get the boyfriend to clean the juicer. Oh, that's nice. See, yeah. my boyfriend, like he, I don't think he'd be into it. <laughs> he, uh, he cooks a lot though. He, he's Mediterranean, Mediterranean mm-hmm. and he loves to cook and he makes all kinds of all kinds of stuff. So I eat a lot of what he makes too. So clearly we need to now create a self-cleaning juicer. I know. It's really honestly like (laughs) I was telling uh, my friend and mentor Natalie McNeil about this once because I went to her place and she had a juicer and she – she had a couple of like genius little ideas for keeping it clean. Mm-hmm. And I was like, honestly, sometimes I'm just like, do I care that much about my health to have to clean this? Like, I'm not sure sometimes that it. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> 
I can't wait to get her on the show. I've been like begging her for months. So <laughs> I'll tell her. We'll, we'll send her this <laughs> we'll episode. Her. <laughs> um, what are your daily habits for winding down at night and reducing stress? I I like ritual and routine, which is really funny because my because you hate called, systems. Well, I'm, well, I love I love systems. Okay, but not food or like, health or. I love systems that make my life easier. I don't like anyone telling me what to do. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I don't like taking a system and like rigidly forcing it in my life is to be more efficient. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's actually a really good little realization, a little difference there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like routine. I like habit. Um, because I think it allows me to be more creative. It allows me to be that daydreamer and that creative person in my business if I don't have to think so much about everything else in my life. So to wind down, I love to have tea. I love to have um, like yogi sleep tea or something, herbal tea. I love that. I like to read. I like to watch my shows. I've got a show a few times a week that I – there's always some show I have recorded that I like to watch. That's my little treat in the evening. Um, I love the ritual of like putting on my PJs and brushing my teeth and picking up my office and setting my, uh, my big three to do's for the next day. And it really makes me feel like I have control, even though I think control is an illusion. I do think feeling like you have control is really nice. (laughs) So I enjoy that. I, I, it lets me kind of calm my mind so I can go to sleep. Mm, that's probably why I love routine is that like I want to be creative and I want to have it fun and adventure in different aspects of my life but if I have my routine and my comfortable systems then I can incorporate that more because it allows me to have that free time it creates some grounding and stability in this crazy chaotic world we live in and Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah and it's why entrepreneur podcasts keep like quoting over and over again the fact that Obama wears the same tie every day so they doesn't have to make that decision that is like my greatest inspiration ever I'm obsessed with that like I (laughs) I, so Obama and I have the same Myers-Briggs personality profile. <laughs> so, so I was like, I'm just like a little mini Obama. So I need to do the same things that he does. Sometimes I wish that our uh, wardrobe was so much more easier to choose from. If I could wear the right. same dress every single day, I would, but then someone would catch on. Yeah. So you just need like three kind of similar dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Okay, so back to the definition of alpha female. I always ask my guests something that they may have to problem solve for, whether it's like how people perceive our personality or how we manage ourselves. What's a pain point in your life that you are taking care of? I'm in love with this question. Uh, <laughs> I Okay, I'm going to be really, really honest here. I have this recurring nightmare that and just like general fear that I'm actually a really mean person and I like act really nice but when people get to know me that they realize oh she's actually really mean so and it sounds ridiculous everyone who talks to me and I tell them that they're like that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard I'm like no I like really have this is like a really big problem for me because I often feel misunderstood when I am direct or I try to explain my visions to people or, and I think this, I think we teach what we need to learn. I think this is why I'm in communications and copywriting is I'm always trying to get my point across. Um, and sometimes I do it in a very aggressive way. I grew up in a family where if you didn't speak up, you weren't heard Italian, everyone shouting at the same time kind of thing. And when I am in situations with people who aren't like that, who didn't grow up like that, I, 
it takes me a while to recognize I need to maybe tune it down a little bit so that I don't scare them. So that's something for me that's a little bit of a um, a pain point. I love that. It is. It's a little bit of a pain point for me. I, I actually have nightmares about it. So um, if someone wants to develop some kind of uh, way to help me fix that, please contact me. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just sitting here just like, uh, yeah, okay, we're the same person in this aspect. And I've shared a bit on the podcast before, but I haven't like gone into detail. But I've had performance reviews in my job where people are like, she's mean. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't, and I will like, and I'll run to like, no one, no one ever sees you cry in an office scenario. Like I will go to the bathroom and just like break down because I'm like, I don't understand. I just like, I don't know how to put like pretty filler words into my sentences. Like I just, I don't get it. I just speak my mind. Um, and I, I never, ever have any intention to hurt someone's feelings, but I have over the past. And it, this is a massive pain point for me. And I continually get... Um, direction from mentors and amazing people, uh, people, I guess, not pleasers, but like team players and that type <laughs> of personality yeah. um, that are just like, show more interest. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Um, like, I'm trying to get shit done fast. And, and I do, you know, I don't want to like, I think there's a lot that plays into it, but I do think some of it comes from, uh, for women, it's not always... If I'm, I always think if I'm, if a man's doing the same thing a lot of times, doing the same thing a lot of times, they wouldn't get the same reaction. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's all like, oh, it's women hating or anything like that. But I do think we, and I think we also internalize that too of like, uh, I'm supposed to be like this. People expect me to be a certain way. And when I'm not, it stands out to them. You mm -hmm. know, they have this expectation like, oh, this cute blonde girl, like she's going to be so sweet and lovely. And then you're like, all right, let's get this done. And they're like, <laughs> Yeah. And I, I always talk about the, I've talked about like feminine energy and like I, I have a, a higher masculine energy in terms of work uh, yeah. and just getting things done. I'm a direct personality. I'm task focused instead of people focused, even though I love people and I nurture the relationships in my life when my close friends are like, I don't even understand how you have this different work persona because they've never seen it. Um, and I'm like, I, I can't explain it. Like, give me a task and I'll explain how you need to do it and then you'll see it. <laughs> but like, um, yeah. it's really hard. So it's, yeah. it's constant. And I've talked about it on uh, previous episodes where it's like it's, a, it's learning to communicate with different personalities. And so I'm obsessed with personality tests and getting people to take personality tests so I can slowly try to adapt and learn because I'm, I'm willing to learn. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not the greatest. <laughs> yeah. We all have those areas too. And I think that by talking about them, like bringing them to light, it removes like shame from it. So yeah. it's like, Oh yeah, I have this problem. And then you can kind of problem solve it versus like crying in the bathroom, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I'm I'm totally I'm done. <laughs> and, I, and I just uh, started a new full-time gig and I was very adamant at the beginning. I was like, this is what I want feedback on constantly and what, you know, direct reports need to be aware of so that they don't get off put from the start, but they're like, yeah. they can brace themselves. <laughs> so my last question is my favorite because it's so different for everyone, but an alpha female and finding work-life harmony is not only about staying healthy, but also finding happiness. So what is your definition of happiness? Mm, I like this one too. Being happy with 
I guess happiness can't be being like being happy, but um, <laughs> is is enjoying the present moment, like being very present with where you are. And the reason why this is important to me is because I am kind of a future tripper, visualizer, daydreamer person. I'm obsessive about planning the future. And it often leaves me feeling really upset that things are not that way already. Like, I don't like reality. It's not conforming to the way I want things to be. This is not how I visualized it. And I could go on my whole life like that, but I'm not going to be happy. So for me, happiness is learning to, no matter what the circumstances are, you know, uh, my computer crashing or I just, (laughs) after my computer crashed, the, the like mail delivery came and I just had to pay $52 in taxes to accept a package. And I was like, what? And you know, it's just stuff like that, but it's like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. I want the package. So, um, it's just accepting that stuff and not getting frustrated when, when things don't go, go your way. Mm. And definitely a lesson that we're both in the middle of learning and, <laughs> and it's probably why I cannot do conscious meditation to save my life because I'm constantly thinking about what else I need to do. And that, that 10 minutes spent meditating, I could be implementing business strategies in my side hustles. So for the life of me, and I did a Periscope where my, my listeners were like, you need to learn how to relax harder. And I'm like, but, relax I, harder. <laughs> but I, I have relax scheduled in my day. Like I, I, I have it scheduled. Um, um, but I can't, I can't just uh, be in the moment and allow it to happen. And I, I joke around like I can read Eckhart Tolle Power of Now till the cows come home. And I understand being present in the moment, but I'm always future thinking. And that is that is my pain point too. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is a, I think you can do both too. I think that you don't, because I just read, obviously Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now was like a huge one for me. And then I just read um, the untethered soul and the surrender experiment with our, which are like hmm. the power of now on crack. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, they're amazing. And I was like, Oh my God, this is why I'm so miserable. Um, but it also showed me, okay, I don't have to go this extreme either. Like I do find happiness in my, my ambition, but mm-hmm. that I also need to work in this other piece because again, it leaves me very, it can take you to a dark place when it's just like, go, go, go all the time. And then you're like, oh my God, what am I doing? So yeah, I think again, balance might not be the right word, but just kind of knowing when you're doing too much of one thing and like, okay, I kind of need this other, I need to focus on this other piece too of like, let's just be happy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love how honest that is. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. I truly appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. This episode is sponsored by the Live Like an Alpha Female Challenge. Are you ready to take charge of your fitness and health routine? Are you ready to get organized so you have more time to spend with your family or friends or loved ones without feeling always stressed? That's why I created the Live Like an Alpha Female Challenge, a challenge that helps you decrease stress, get organized, and find more time in your day to go after all of your crazy big goals and dreams. The challenge includes five emails with a video message from me on how to fit in fitness, optimize your health and nutrition, stay healthy at work, and all my smartphone organization tips. Sign up at robinbaldwin.com forward slash alpha female for the free challenge today. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back. 
if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice and leave me a rating and review. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com. That's Robin with a Y, B-A-L-D-W-I-N. And join us next week for another inspiring chat. I hope you have a spectacular day.